Good morning, folks. This is Mark Anthony, and I've got a special guest today. Uh, we've got Mr. Michael Miller. He is a journeyman with IDEW. Uh, he is going to talk to us about electrical safety, like electrical work, and how he adheres to uh, all of the safety rules and regulations while trying to get his job done. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. So my first question for you is, how do you balance the demands of live electrical work with the requirements and guidelines of, of safety? How does that work? Uh, interesting question. Um, the, the, the balance is you can either adhere and keep your job and your life mm -hmm. or unbalance and lose your job and possibly your life. Okay. So that, that's the balance. Uh, it's, it's about choices. And um, over the years, you you realize that um, working safely is the best choice, and it should just be a way of working. Okay. So, so what happens when you you have to get a lot of work done, but it's I guess kind of getting in a way of working safe? What happens then? Is there a conflict of interest, or? Well. Uh, it could be, and I think one of the better or best things that has happened is when you actually see an employer that says, hey, wait a minute, I realize that's going to take some time, but I'd rather you take the time to do it right okay. and do it safely mm -hmm. than do it like that. And you may think you're going to be finished quicker, but if there's an accident, then that's actually going to take longer. Right. So when you have someone that is backing you and saying, yeah, you are correct, that is, that will take a little bit more time, but that is the correct way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it reinforces a lot and it helps you realize that, hey, someone else is thinking about me just like I'm thinking about my family. Right. So yes. So that, that helps you do your job a lot better. Okay. So you could put yourself in the safety professional's shoes here, right? You have to. Okay. Uh, you, you have to understand that uh, just like you have a job, that individual has a job. Right. Yep. And just like uh, you try to come in with a good attitude and a productive mindset, you're hoping that that safety professional came in with one as well that you all are actually working together that you're on a team working together towards one common goal that's a fair point so what are some of the challenges when it comes to safety and live electrical what have you seen uh the biggest one uh i could think of is when you're uh whenever we have to suit up as we say suit and up. put on yeah extra protective equipment make it sound like the ghostbusters man tell me more <laughs> Yeah. So uh, arc flash is a very big one, of course. Mm -hmm. So there are measures in place where you have to wear more than just a hard hat, a pair of glasses and a simple pair of gloves. Right. You have to wear a uh, Kevlar pants, jacket, uh, several pair of gloves and a hood. You going to war? Like what's going on? Hey, yeah, you are. Because uh, <laughs> that electricity is your enemy sometimes. <laughs> I always say electricity is your friend. Think about it. Right now, we're using electricity. It's it's your friend. Relying on it, right? You want to. You know, 
but uh, at the same time, I also liken it to having a pet rattlesnake. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're the only one that knows it's a pet. <laughs> he has no clue. But um, all that to say seriously is that what we work with, the industry that we work in, um, those things are designed to protect us if something goes wrong. Okay. And everything that I was telling you about, sometimes they make things go wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, you got a pair of gloves on and you're trying to, uh, you know, uh, manipulate a screwdriver. Uh, try doing that with oven mitts or a boxing glove. That's what it's like. Okay. You so know. It's kind of hard to hold it. Yeah. You know, think about you getting a, a a pair of boxing gloves to change a light bulb. Right. You know, how much dexterity are you going to have? Okay. So I get it. You're, you're, you're trying to protect me, but at the same time, the one thing that I know and have been taught on how to use my tools, I can no longer do because I'm being literally handcuffed. And that's just my opinion. Okay. I got these huge gloves on and I'm trying to use my hand tools. Well, I'm using my hands, but they're covered. And the tools are designed to be used with the bare hands and the fingers exposed. Well, yeah. Gloves, gloves that, um, um, uh, you know, Regular gloves. Yes. When you got on a, you have like a pair of cotton gloves on, a pair of vinyl gloves on, and then a pair of high voltage gloves. You got three pair of gloves on. You know, whereas you're accustomed to having maybe one. So now you got like two extra. Not to mention you got this coat that you feel like you should be somewhere in. Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> And you're you're indoors and it's already 80 something degrees. Mm -hmm. And now you got a coat on and a hood on and some pants. And then you can throw in most of the time. This does not take place on level ground. You're 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 doing aerial work. Yeah. And now you got on a harness. You know, it, it does almost make it sound like there needs to be, I guess, a, a greater focus on PPE design. Unfeasibility. That is fair, and and that that because you need to set it, people up for success, right? Like exactly. on one level, like yeah, you you need to be in the Iron Man suit. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. But on it the is. other hand, you know, if the suit comes with certain inconveniences that makes it hard to do what the suit was designed to allow me to do, then right, because when you I think a mindset would be is the moment you get to your workplace mm -hmm. when no one's watching, you're going to do what you got to do to get that job done. Okay. Because at the end of the day, that's why I hate to say this is why they're paying you, right? Like you said you can get this done in X amount of time and like what's the hold up? So Love literally, it. so literally, as they say, the gloves are going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <told you. laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> but yeah. one can also argue that if you're doing a work plan or any kind of pre planning, that you know, if you know that PPE is going to take additional time, that time should probably be built in proactively. No, it should, but at the same time, um, along with that is 
can you actually do it? Mm -hmm. Can you actually do that with what I what you're giving me? Right. So, um, yeah, that that uh, that's one of the challenge that to me is the big, the biggest challenge. And I, I would say the next one is um, to convince that individual, hey, this is this is to help you, not to hinder you. Okay. This is for your protection. Because again, that's you know, kind of like, hey, this is getting in my way. Right. Okay. So, and and you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to be taught and trained to work in as such. Mm -hmm. So you you have to be able to, OK, I got to don this this outfit and now I have to the skills that I have. I got to I'm putting them to the test now because I, I literally have to do this. OK. So, yeah. Hmm. And what role does ongoing training and education play in staying current? Well, like, how, how effective is training? What training have you received? Uh, this class, for one, we had. I took an OSHA class. Uh, I think education and training is a must, okay. and is is a very important key. Uh, without knowledge, that I mean, if you, if I don't have knowledge as a a wireman, I cannot do that job. Right. If we don't have the knowledge of safety, then how are we going to do our job, regardless of what craft we are how are we going to do our job in other words if if safety is driving and we don't have that knowledge mm -hmm. uh really we can't even be a passenger i mean how, how are you going to know that someone is telling you correctly you know the point so, so you need to have that base of knowledge for yourself so you can take it with a grain of salt and determine hey this is my life right i need to determine what the hazards are so it's in my best interest on ultimately onus is on me to what's best for me. But I won't really know what's best for me if I don't know what exists. I don't know what, what proper safety looks like, what prevention looks like, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Everything you said is, is fair and, and I would say correct because um, you, you, we have to make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, uh, we have to not buy into not believe, but we have to know that working safely is the best thing for all involved. Hmm. Can you think of a time when you, you kind of had a conflict of interest? You had to get the job done, but you know maybe you were put in a dangerous situation and people were saying, well, hey, you have to wear this PPE or you have to do it this certain way. And maybe they go start going to means and methods a little bit and you're like, look, man, I'm trying to get this job done. I, I get I need to be safe. I'm experienced. How much of a role did your experience play? Do you feel like it gave you a full sense of security or maybe they were wrong? Well, uh, the instance I think of, and I won't use names or anything, but there was an actual actual project that I was working mm -hmm. um, where we were work doing aerial work. Mm -hmm. And we actually got with our safety person okay, and allowed us to, uh, within the guidelines of the equipment and the job, to make a modification to where we could actually do our job. 
But if it was something that we had not gotten with this safety person on, in other words, if we just chose to do it, by all rights, they could be like, oh, okay, that's a violation. You're done. You're out of here. Oh, wow. We, yeah. But because everybody got together, and when I said, I mean, management, everybody, we, you know, we looked at it and, you know, we were like, hey, you know, we really have to do this in order to do this. Right. You know, you're talking about not being able to do it at all. And that's within, you know, that's a scope. That's part of what we what we're doing here. OK, it's understood. And this will be done and and done in this manner. And we have to make sure we address this on a daily basis just because we're talking about it now. It's not a one time and just go with it. No, this is this will constant be, monitoring, constant oversight. Yeah, it, it was addressed every sing every single shift. When when we came into work, mm -hmm. even though we were doing that same task, we addressed it as such and made sure that we understood what we were doing. Okay. So um the fact that you recognize again that everyone has a job to do rather than just blow that person off rather than just say i know what i'm doing and i know i can do it mm -hmm. you go through the proper channels and you got the proper response and were able to do the job properly safely and at the end of the day everyone was was okay and no injuries no nothing so that uh it's best to just do what's right, you know, yeah. because even if you think uh, when you do something right and you don't get the job done, mm -hmm. that should show someone, okay, something's going on here. We right. did it as safely as we could, but we did not achieve the end result that we needed. So it helps you identify that there's a system systemic problem. Hopefully, yes, and that we can All again are controlled. We can't really say it was poor judgment, lack of training, lack of resources, um, the equipment hadn't been inspected, anything like that. It's, hey, maybe it's the method, maybe it's the system or the way that we plan to do this in the first place. Absolutely. And the bottom line is we need to try to figure this out because at the end of the day, we have a job we gotta get done. And mm -hmm. you know, that's that's what drives us, you know. Right. So yeah. Gee, well, Mike, my, my last question here is um, what advice would you give to someone new in the electrical field? You know, a new electrician or even a new safety person about prioritizing safety, safety and effectively applying, you know, EHS principles, NFT 70, um, and, and just general rules of thumb for a journey. Uh, safety should be the priority and okay. you need to believe in that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, don't look at it as a me against him, me against her. Mm -hmm. It is a team building effort. Okay. And be able to work together. So everybody. Uh, for a common goal. So everyone can go home at the end of the day, the same way they came in. Okay. You know, we always say with all your fingers and toes. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, right. <laughs> you want yeah. <laughs> so you 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 want to make it again not so much. 
I think as a choice, but as just a way of working, you know, it should be just like breathing. Right. So it should be that, that, that common and, and involuntary, you know? I agree with that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about electrical safety with us today. Um, I think you answered quite a few questions and gave us a good insight into what it's like being an electrician and having to navigate the safety rules and dealing with safety professionals and, you know, what, what it, uh, was the best way to go about doing that, right? So thank you for coming. Thank and you for having me. We'll have another episode out soon. Uh, stay watching and stay safe. Mm-hmm.